Hey, welcome back to the Redeemer Anglican Church podcast. This is our second show. Super excited to be doing it. And and we're titling this show Opening Up because we are going to be talking about uh, how we're going to reopen this church after our COVID-19 shutdown. For many of us, we've kind of only seen the church through the online worship. Um, and so we're all pretty excited, but I think a lot of us are very unclear as to what is going to happen and how it's going to happen. So Gary is here today. Um, uh, Pastor Gary, Friar Gary, Priest Gary uh, <laughs> is here. <laughs> and we talked about that in the first show about what to call you. So we're just going to call you Gary. Yeah. Um, but uh, um, about how we're going to open up and what, what it looks like for the people that are going to be showing up in the phase one, two, and three. Yeah, um, we really wanted to be clear on this and and as excited as we all are to get back together to do this in a, in a really safe way. You know, I don't know if everyone knows who's listening, but we had a bishop that was on a ventilator for 10 days. He's in his mid-50s and in great shape. And there, uh, he would not have been considered at risk. And so because we are under his authority, obviously he has instructed us to be very careful. And so we want to be safe. We, we, he, they instructed us not to be the first to open. <laughs> and so we are taking our cues from the state's guidelines. And we, if we feel like when we go to phase two, for instance, is a state that we're ready to go to phase two, then we will. If we feel like we need to wait, then we'll wait. Um, but we will not be uh, the first to open, so to speak. Yeah, and it's interesting because um, yesterday I was out and uh, at one of our local shop, The Freeze, and we, we had ordered online. And I see probably 25 people lined up, no social distancing, not a mask in sight. It was as if people had said, oh, it's all over. Well, no, not quite. We are not out of the woods yet. And I think that at Redeemer, we want to be aware of that, that we still have to protect the body, um, our, our, the people that are vulnerable and the people that you may not think are vulnerable. So that's part of what's going on right now. Yeah, and one thing our bishop said on the phone call the other day with all of the rectors, which a rector is a, a past, this, the lead pastor at a church, is um, that that your role as a protect is a is a shepherd is to also protect your flock. And he was very care, very clear to us that we are to have the best interests of all of our our attenders, our worshipers in in sight as we plan these phases for re-entering in-person worship. Okay, so let's get to brass tacks then. Mm-hmm. Um, what? So we're in, uh, what is it, Monday, May 18th when we're recording this show. So this Sunday, when when are we looking at uh, actual people showing up? How's that going to work? I'm just, I don't know anything, so, so help me understand. Yes, so we are, as a state, in phase one since May 8th. And so we're considering ourselves already in phase one one and so our plan is kind of taking root and that will will continue what we've been doing as far as an outdoor every other week eucharist where we have several time slots of 10 minutes and there's never any more than 10 people here and there are four clergy available if we need to spread out and so we're we're doing we'll continue that every other week 
Um, but but what we have done starting this week, which I was totally freaked out about, but the, it went to- <laughs> it went so great is we went from a pre-recording to a live stream, and so every Sunday at our worship time we will live stream for people so so that they do not feel like the pressure to be there, and we're still being able to uh, join people who can't come. So phase two is when we start more of a live in-person worship thing. So the government says that this will last for four to six weeks and that gatherings are allowed at a reduced capacity. Now they did say outdoor worship services are allowed. So this will happen, and our bishop said, no earlier than June 1st do we open up. And so we'll we'll evaluate at that point. So what we're hoping to do is you're going to you guys are going to be getting a survey from Rebecca in your email and it will be something like will are you planning on joining us for worship in phase 2 are you planning on joining us in phase 3 um, would you uh, you know what time would you like to worship stuff like that and so depending on that response and depending on the number of people that the governor decides can meet, so it might be capacity, like percentage of the capacity of our church, how many can see, or it might just be like 25 people. So depending on that and depending on the response from the survey, we'll break up into four or six groups. And so we're going to have two services, one at 4 and one at 5.30. They'll be the same length as they've been online, which is abbreviated like a 40-minute service. And we will have people come for one of those two times and we will uh, it just depending on how many groups we have you'll either worship every week every other week or every third week in the weeks that you're not here obviously you'll be joining us online in a live stream of one of those services and so when we get to phase three it's the same things but then we'll collapse down into two or three groups which means they'll be bigger um, because more people will be allowed to meet at the same time, and we'll when we'll still have the two services, but there'll be um, uh, reduced capacity. So that's kind of the plan. So as we as we talk, you know, for people like me that are like, I just want the facts, just the facts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, yeah. it, when what do you foresee? And I know there is really no way to know for sure. There are so many factors involved in this. Are we going to see a spike? Are they going to, is there going to be something else happening? But if everything went perfectly well, mm-hmm. what, when could you envision that we would be back to pre COVID-19 worship? I have, <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. You know, well, good, because nobody does then, I guess. Exactly. And the point of this, listen, is as much as details we want to provide to our people, we also want to, you know, we should all understand that this situation is totally in, unpredictable. And we don't want to, the last thing I want to project is that this is set in stone. I mean, if there is another outbreak, obviously we will pull back and do what we need to do or go mm-hmm. back a phase or go back two phases. And everybody's going to need to be flexible in every area of our lives. And that's includes the church. Absolutely. And I think it's a really good for all of our lives, not just at church, but in general to have the flexibility that we are all in this together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and real briefly, can you talk about, speaking of all in this together, we are starting table groups. They're, they're, they're not going to be probably in person for a while. Uh, we're doing a Zoom group coming up this week in my table group. Um, can you talk a little bit about, if, pe- if people 
somebody showed up, they still want to get connected. They still want to be involved. They've been watching online. How do they get involved with these table groups? Yeah, I, I would say contact us through the website and uh, let us know that you're interested in that. And we'll let you know how um, how to get connected with a particular table group. And we would love, that would just be a really great intro. I realize that would be super intimidating to to kind of initiate your experience in the church in that way. But right now we will be online. And so when we go into phase two, we will go online, but we're going to leave it to the groups and to their leaders to determine whether they want to be in person in phase two, because we know that there will, there will be um, it, allowances for at least 20 people. Um, but since our groups are going to be I would say average around 10 people or so, we could still fall under the requirements to meet in person. But we would just recommend that people, if they do that in phase two, that they meet outside, if at all possible, and still observe uh, the precautions that we have been given as far as distancing and stuff like that. And then in phase three, we would say, I would say as far as table groups go that were in person, uh, we, we, all of our groups would fall well within the parameters that will be set, as I'm assuming, if things go as planned. Mm-hmm. And if, kind of the last thing here, if somebody is in the church and just feels isolated right now, can't, can't just for whatever reason, like just needs the the Sunday experience, whatever, how would you, how would you, what would you say to them as their, as their pastor? Yeah. You know, it, it kills me. It's really hard. It's just so difficult for me as someone who's been entrusted to care for a church to not be able to do that in the way, you know, we had someone who had a very serious surgery and, and they had to go back to the emergency room a couple times after it. And usually when I get that phone call, I'm I'm there. And to not be able to be there has been really difficult. And to hear the a lot of the mental anguish that people are experiencing and the isolation is heartbreaking. And so I, I guess I say all that to say I feel you and, and I'm really, really sorry. And we want to be able to care for each other in the best way possible. But I would also say that as excited as we all are to get back together, that we really want to do this right and, and to hang in there a little bit longer in order to keep each other safe. And, you know, I would, I would add to that, if you, are, if you would find yourself questioning uh, your vulnerability to COVID, but you're really excited to get back. I would just say, uh, exp- I would express uh, extreme caution as you go forward, as excited as you are, and we will do our absolute best to care for people at home just as much as we care for people uh, who attend worship services. And in, and also, going one step further, I realize that uh, there's a range of opinions on how the how we should be doing this and how the the statistics of covid and all of that and i want you to know that if you're making the decision to stay home for your family or if you decide to come that we respect both of those positions and we will do everything that we care, can to care for families in both of those circumstances yeah i'm glad you said that because i think that you're you're 100% right and that there, there are so many different opinions 
Uh, the way I view it is we've run a long marathon and we're about in the 24th. I don't really want a mile, but we're, we're a deep way into this. And so we're tired yeah. and we, we want nothing more than to see the finish line. And, and it may be just ahead of us, but it may be a while out. So to be prayerful, to care for one another, uh, to communicate with each other in, in things like Zoom and Marco Polo and other ways that people have remained connected, I would, I would encourage people to continue to do that. Um, and we will make, we probably will look back and say, oh, it was only three months, 10 years from now. And I think this is just a really important time for us not to surrender. So hopefully people are keeping those prayers. And if they need something, they will reach out to you, Gary, or to anybody else, Rebecca, or anyone in the church um, for those prayers or for just a conversation. So yeah, just, just be there. Can I add this? I, sure. If you're saying, if you're saying, um, it's just not the same. This is not the way it should be. Um, I can't wait to get together again. This is taking too long. Then those are really good feelings because you're right. It is not the way it should be. And it's not the same. It's not supposed to be. It shouldn't be the same. And we're just as excited for you to get together with you as you are to get together with us. And so listen, if you want an in-person communion that's available, um, but also if you want to look at the protocol that we have in place for this, how we sanitize, how we're going to do, make differences in the liturgy, what masks are involved, then that's all going to be coming in your uh, inboxes this week in the newsletter. Well, that's a great way to end that. Um, We will be back here next week with another podcast, but um, hopefully everybody is safe and is blessed and we will talk to you soon. Thanks, Gary. Thanks, Brandon. See you guys soon.